0: Is this thing on?
1: Are you ready, Matt?
0: You're listening to Box Office Vin Juice with Matt Diaz and Ernesto Santos. Good evening, folks.
1: We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you.
0: We know each other. He's a friend from work. Family. I can do this all day. You
1: know, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Box Office Bingers. Ernesto, we are recording this right before Thanksgiving. So as we prep for the Thanksgiving holiday, we have a one hell of a show for you guys this week. Ernesto, what are we talking about this week? Well, Matt, first of all, we always have a hell of a show. That's
1: true. We always, have, yeah. we always have fun here. Yes, How we do. How dare you downplay what we do. <laughs> uh, well, but we, yes. we got some news, but we're also reviewing the new film on Hulu, directed, um, run directed by Anesh uh, Chaganati. Chaganiti. Sounds I'm, good to me. I really hope I didn't fuck that up. Yeah. Um, he also directed Searching, a movie you highly recommended. Oh, yeah. So needless to say, I think, Matt, you already know, but I think uh, we got a lot to talk about when it comes to this film.
0: Yes, and uh, and we're probably going to talk about it some more, but just just as, just as a disclaimer, if you haven't seen Searching, do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That movie is amazing. Ernesto, I, I don't think... I might have seen the trailer. Obviously, I saw the poster and knew very little about Run. But I saw just it said from the director of Searching. I'm like, sold. That's it. That's all I need. That movie was amazing. The less you know, the better. And whatever this man does, I'm going to watch it. Like, based. Oh. And that was his first movie he directed.
1: What's really, what's really funny about that is that when you told me about this movie, the thing that sold me was that it also was that it leaded Sarah Paulson. I was yeah. like, oh, Sarah Paulson? thriller i'm uh i'm there 100 percent right if you don't know she stars in like 99 percent of american horror Story, like the whole like like the one of the most one of the many reasons i stayed watching
0: that show probably yeah. the only one of the only reasons i guess i should say yeah did, did you did you continue watching ratchet on netflix uh no i did not no.
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> i haven't returned to it but you know what but maybe it's one of those things, you know, like we talked about before, where like you have to yeah. be in the you gotta be in the mood to watch it. You have to be like, all right, maybe I'm just not ready to watch it.
0: Yeah, I, I can see that. But yeah, she's definitely she definitely has a genre that she does. And so and this is no exception to what she normally does. Like this is this is very good for her role. But I don't wanna get into it just yet. Just yet. Yeah. We're, That's we're, a tease. Of <laughs> we're get ahead of ourselves. We're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> As always, we have, we're have we going to talk about what you're watching this week, and we also we're going to talk about some movie news before we get to our spoiler review of the week. So let's start with the movie news, shall we? Uh, Ernesto, this was the big news of the week, as you know. I mean, we talked about it uh, before we started recording, but Warner Brothers made a huge announcement this week that could very well change the way we see new release movies moving forward. Wonder Woman 1984 is keeping... It's Christmas Day release date and will debut in theaters this year. But the biggest news or the biggest part of this news that came out this week and the one that's making headlines is that the film will also debut on HBO Max on the very same day. So for the first time ever, theaters and streaming services will share the same release date for a big budget blockbuster movie. So, Ernesto. What are your thoughts on this? How, how do you think this is going to change how we see movies today?
1: Well, it's obviously going to set a precedent for a lot of other films moving forward, especially a big tentpole film like Wonder Woman 1984 was is intended to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think they did it. They did it. That's the best option they could come up with and appease everybody and possibly gain a hell of a lot more subscribers for HBO Max. So, oh, yeah. It's a really smart move. A lot of people who hop onto HB, they're going to go, Oh, well, I can do the free trial. I can see Wonder Woman 1984 for free and cancel it. And yeah, you're going to get a good percentage of people who cancel it who don't see the value in that service, but they're all, they're going to get a few. They're going to at least get a few that are going to say, Oh, well, this has got this show on here. Well, I guess I'll watch this show. Oh, I guess I'll keep it for a month. And then it just becomes, and then it just becomes, it gets mixed in (laughs) with one of your services or something like that.
0: Well, I guess I'm uh, paying for HBO Max now. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I guess this is what I guess this is what I watch. (laughs) Um, But I think I mean it's a smart move. It's the it's the best way. But I'm torn because I have HBO Max, but then I also want to go see it in Dolby. Right. But at least, mate, what if I go to the theater and then I watch it, and then I pull it up on my phone, and then I watch it (laughs) at the same time on my phone. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i mean that is one way to go about it i'm sure if there are people next to you to be like hey can you turn off your phone please it's the same movie oh, oh what if i didn't time it right and i started this one like a minute later it's like
1: they find out the big reveal <laughs> it's you, like, you oh, just, I, already I already
0: know what happens <laughs> you're, you're on a delay or like they're on a delay <laughs> yeah. they're just like you're like oh shit and then everyone's like what happened? And then something happened. Like, oh shit! That that's what happened. Just wait <laughs> to see what happens next. <laughs> You're gonna be that guy. <laughs>
1: yeah. no, I would never disrespect.
0: The oh, boy. absolutely not. Touch no. Grace. <laughs> <place is> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's um, that's a really. It, it, this is a big deal. This is definitely the, the Something the theaters were afraid of more or less. They did not want, I mean, look, look at all this time before there was the, we eventually got to a standard that a movie will be released in theaters. And then three months later, you'll be able to view it on video on demand. Like you can buy it there. And then about a month or two after that, you can rent it, own it, whoever you want to do it. And that was our standard for, you know, for years. And now all of a sudden, because of the pandemic, we're having movies releasing at the same time as theaters. Warner Brothers did the big move Obviously HBO, Warner Brothers owns HBO Max, so it's just a big cash grab for them. How many people? How many people do you think that are gonna take the option to go see it in the theaters compared to like? Do you, obviously, we're probably gonna get more numbers of people watching it at home, but do you think they're gonna have a good fair amount of people who wanna have that movie theater experience?
1: I think there will be a percentage of people, but I don't think that it's gonna be. It's not gonna be what it used to be. Of course. I feel like the the movie theaters, the, the purpose they served before is, is, is going to be irrelevant coming soon.
0: Coming soon. So
1: there, so it's just, it might just be, I would hope is instead of them closing down is that they just maybe reduce what they used to be. You know, you don't need a big 24 picture thing. You know, you don't need 24 screens, maybe, maybe 10. And then you five of them are like, Deluxe Dolby viewing, so maybe it's like an it's gonna it's meant to be like an upscale experience because mm-hmm. people will pay people will pay or at least I would I see yeah I I see the value in that or as you know but don't it can't be those rickety seats like well I could just watch this at I could pay ten dollars and I can pay for the video on demand to watch this at home see but Wonder Woman they're doing I think I like that they're doing it to a streaming service. Because it, the video on demand, it's like, all right, well, that's a, that's
0: a extra cash. That's a charge, right? Exactly. Yeah,
1: it's such an extra charge. But see, they see the value in keeping the subscriber as opposed to getting that one, that one-time hit. Because they'll see, I mean, they're still going to get the views. I mean, I'm assuming they track the counts and whatnot. Right. You know, and that's how they generate their income. But I, you know, I think seeing the value and gaining sub- continued subscribers, because then that's guaranteed money to their
0: company every month. Exactly. As opposed, as opposed to that one-time charge. And I think we might see a lot of companies and movie studios taking their focus from the big screen to streaming services, because they realize that we can we can get their twelve dollars once if they go to the theaters, but if we're offering them you know, a bunch more content for the same $12 and have it every single month, then more people are willing to stay on and less picking and choosing what they go see in the theater. Yeah.
1: It's like, and I think it, I'm so glad that it's HBO max pioneering that because I've, like I said from the beginning, like that truly is like a, like, yeah, that their service is a little bit more expensive than, than some of the others, but you truly see the value in it. There's so much on there, and then oh, yeah. throwing this this <clears throat> high level of content, I guess is the best way to say it, is showing that that they're even providing more value, as long right. as they don't ja-
0: keep jacking up the price. Right. <laughs> and yeah, Netflix, that's the thing.
1: Netflix, didn't Netflix just announce they were hiking up their price
0: too? Yep. They uh, by depending on which plan you have, by one or two dollars extra. Yeah. That's right. And then. Hopefully,
1: I do hope, cause that HBO Max and uh, Roku can come to some sort of agreement. <laughs> right. I, I thought I, I thought I heard a rumor recently that maybe they had come to an agreement, but I mean, hopefully soon, cause it's just silly that it's not on. The Roku streaming service.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like I have Vizio on my smart TV and they don't have HBO Max or any type of HBO, but it has every other streaming service out there as well as ones I've never heard of before. So I don't know why that, you know, HBO is being very picky on where their app is available. You would think you would want it accessible everywhere, not in only certain areas.
1: Yeah. Whoa. This is uh pretty recent a couple of days ago um deadlines reporting it a bunch of cnets reporting it uh Roku rise Roku stock rises 10% to to new record on HBO Max deal.
0: Okay, so maybe they did come up with a deal. Oh, very interesting. Uh yeah, well, it's taken a while a second to load. Uh, Come but, on, uh, Internet. <laughs> Get it together, man. I know. Just, I want to, yeah, skip the ad, dude.
1: You're leaving,
0: <laughs> us, leaving us in suspense right now with this news. All right,
1: so this is according to Deadline. Roku shares a closed new record high, uh, more than 10%. Whispers of a distribution deal on HBO Max on a firm endorsement deal from billionaire media oracle John Malone. Is it not going to let me read the rest of the story? Jeez. Make your website more accessible and easy to use. <laughs> okay, well you can look it up. There's a par- there's apparently there's a deal there's a deal in the works.
0: In the works, gotcha. For
1: it to come soon. Um, that would be nice. Uh, the prop, maybe it'll be in conjunction with this uh, Wonder Woman 1984 thing.
0: Uh, I mean, again, I think that you would want your app to be accessible in many places for people to enjoy the movie that they've been waiting for. I mean, if anything, this is One of the highly most anticipated films of 2020. Um, so I, this is going to bring huge numbers to HBO Max and hopefully it brings people to the theater. There's some people that, you know, either they figure I don't want to spend money on HBO Max. I would rather just go to the theater and see it. And it's nice that they're, they're given the option, but I'm very curious. The day after, the week after, what numbers they pull in. Because, Ernesto, if this is a good, viable, like, profit for them, we will be seeing this for the, like, for, for, for we'll be seeing a lot more of these, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%.
1: Like, there's, uh, I'm sure there's already studios now planning out, like, oh, once we see the numbers on this Wonder Woman thing, right. Let's pla- let's already plan to have this movie be that. Released like that, this movie released like that. They, we're gonna see a, we might see a whole new change of release dates based off of how Wonder Woman does. Cause oh, not, yeah. Because it seems like every time the a new thing comes out in the theater, and based on you know whatever the 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 COVID rates are, like they pretty much adjust all the movie dates. Every time everything gets moved up, pushed back, moved around, straight to streaming. Um, yeah, it's like we're we're seeing a whole reorg in the whole movie world right now. Like oh which, yeah. You know, they're they're trying to figure out what's gonna be the best model for for the business to survive. Because they have I mean there's so much there's so much money and time that's already been invested mm-hmm. that has to be that has to be recouped, not including what projects are still ongoing and right. what projects are still gonna be ongoing. I mean they're still putting movies out. Its ideas yeah. are still coming out, things are still coming out. So I guess they're just trying to figure out what's the how how can
0: we survive? How can we right. man the ship <laughs> Yeah, and, and then and then also which way would get us more money? If if they figure that, hey, we're getting we're getting equal numbers by releasing this on the streaming service as well as the theater, then why not just do that all the time? We're appeasing everybody. If you want to leave your house, go ahead and do it. If you want to stay home, we give you that option too. Obviously, like Disney and Warner Brothers have been well, I, I guess also Universal have been you know, Universal was the first one to make the first push because they did video on demand exclusively when they when when trolls came out and then um h uh, uh disney plus was the first one to give us a brand new release on the streaming service and then hbo max uh oh, i'm sorry uh, uh warner brothers was the first one uh, as well as 20th century studios with new mutants and tenants to give us like big big films in the theaters when that was on a slow rise as well and so and then disney plus decided to do milan with with the premium access so like there's all there's they're they're trying it out They're, they're doing everything right now and seeing what sticks and, and if, and if it, and if it does well, whichever one does the best, then we're going to go, we're going to use that format moving forward. And that would be the new precedent, whichever one that is, we don't know yet, but. But I feel like this is the best
1: one. This is the best option that values, like they're, I feel like they're hitting all the points mm -hmm. on this one. They're releasing in the theaters, but also instead of making you pay an extra 20 bucks, like for a premium on demand, they're going to make it a part of a streaming service. Right. And you know, there's still, it's still, you still have like that premium viewing feeling because it's only going to be available for like a
0: month. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Warner media made a statement uh, that reads the film will be available for a month on HBO max in the U S included at no additional cost to the subscriber um after that the sequel will switch to video on demand so i'm going to assume that uh, so the movie comes out on december 25th on january 25th it will leave hbo max and then you can probably rent the film on whatever wherever you get your video on demand uh whatever available wherever you go to watch your movies there um so so yeah i mean that's also an interesting call that means that a month later you're going to see this movie like it's it's only on the streaming service for a limited time so it's not like they're i mean they're really trying to get you for today like hey come come see this access so like it's not it's not like it's going to be here forever so they really want that concentrated high subscriber count and hopefully you uh you stick around after wonder woman leaves but
1: so are they going to offer a free trial like probably you, like, not i was like are they gonna so i was yeah so they won't even do that i mean yeah. i mean i don't know i don't know the, right. i don't know the exact specifics but i'll be I'll be curious to see if they allow you to sign up for a free trial, like the day that that drops, because they already know that people, a lot of people want would want to do that, obviously.
0: Right. Uh, this, um, when Hamilton came out on Disney Plus, they Disney Disney took away the free trial option for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So they're so they definitely know they're like, okay, wait a minute, uh, we're not we're because you we know we know what you're gonna do, and we're just gonna take this <laughs> away real quick, and then you got to pay for it. Uh, and then I'm assuming they'll probably bring it back at some point when like the heat dies down, um, like the hype is over. Well, then that makes
1: sense. Mm-hmm. That makes that makes a lot of sense because they're going to get. So then uh, I wonder for that entire month, are they going to make it like that? <laughs> oh, they're going to HBO month. You won't be able to get it. for. I guess that makes sense. So then you yeah. can get your free trial. And then if you want to watch Wonder Woman, you have to pay. You have to pay for it through the free trial. Right. And yeah. even
0: and even if you decide to pay for a month. It's not. It's not like you're just getting Wonder Woman, like the premiere access on video on demand. You're getting Wonder Woman and anything else you ever wanted to see on HBO Max. Like that's you have. The hook. That's the hook, exactly. So like oh, if like, you are, oh, you
1: like DC? We have the whole DC universe library here for you to choose from.
0: Exactly. You like Fresh Prince? Look, we got all the episodes, right? You want Fresh Prince? From West Philadelphia. <laughs> Like there, there's, I mean, obviously a lot of streaming servers are trying to pack in as much as possible to provide to the customer and make it worth your, your time and money. So it's, it's definitely, this is a, I mean, depending on who you are, this could be a very exciting time for movie lovers or a very like, well, wait and see how this goes. Because I really like seeing movies in the theater, but I think if they offer both, I think you're appeasing to everybody. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, this is no this is uh, not to overlook this, but this is in direct competition with Disney Plus because they're releasing Disney Pixar Soul on Disney Plus on Christmas Day. So they're like, well, Disney's releasing a pretty big family-friendly movie on uh, on you know that that could drive a lot of people to their streaming service. Let's release something a little bit bigger than that and yeah. get people get their customers and bring them over here. And make sure that they're going to watch it over here instead of Disney Plus.
1: See, see, and that that's a good example of where I think HBO and Warner Brothers has one up on Disney. Like, yeah, they're because one because of them releasing on both, excuse me, in the theaters and on the streaming platform. Like, you know, they're still the Warner Brothers is still throwing some love to the movie theaters,
0: whereas
1: Disney's kind of being greedy. kind of being greedy there with their money which i you know what they have the money and the power and obviously to do all that but yeah i don't know i feel like i feel like maybe they could have threw a bone to the movie theaters too
0: i i and i totally agree with that i think and like we were just saying like i think by doing both you are appeasing to everybody it it feels like a win-win like if you don't feel safe leaving your house you still have the option of or if you just want to if you don't want to go to the theater you have the option of watching it at home at, at whatever time you want. Like, not, not even think about that. At the theater, you have to go at a, at a specific time. But yeah. with at the, you can, you can pause it if you want to. You can, you know, watch half of it and watch the other half later. I don't recommend that, but you could do it. Like, it's more flexible when you watch it at home uh, as opposed to when you go to the theater. Um, so I, I think you are – and then the movie theater chains like AMC – and Sin the ones that are currently open at the moment, uh, I'm sure they're saying thank you to Warner Brothers for giving them some 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 love. Yeah, still that... giving them still giving them a like a great big movie to premiere in their theaters. Exactly. That,
1: that people would like when they want to see an action movie, people who are really especially like hardcore DC fans or even big movie buffs like ourselves, or at least for me, like I want to go see it in the theaters. Like mm-hmm. at least or at least. If if you don't feel comfortable or if you don't have the means to go, like at least the option is there. Exactly. Where whereas Disney is just straightly okay, they yes, it's important as you know it's important and smart to get the subscribers. But see, their core directive is to get the subscribers and to keep it with Disney. I mean, I right. I, I get it. I totally I get it. I understand. I understand the reasoning for doing it. I just wish they would have threw a bone to the movie theaters to help them, because that would have been another great movie to have in the movie theaters that could also fill a whole other you know mix of people into the theaters yeah or may, I, um, unless they thought it'd be too many big movies and maybe that's too many people congregating it it could be a mix of that too so i don't know right
0: uh, obviously time will tell to see how wonder woman does in hbo max in the theater and the dual releasing dates um as well as because again we could be seeing this moving forward disney might see this and be like you know what warner warner brothers that was a great idea we're gonna do it for our next big release we could do that for one for Black widow i mean it's very comparable right now they pushed it back till may of 2021 that 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 could change yeah they they could be like oh okay people want to see this all right well then january 1st here it is (laughs) i mean bam bam (laughs) (laughs) um or they could be like, oh, you know what, December twenty-fifth as well. Ha ha, gotcha. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think you know some some movie studios are probably going to see the you know how this plays out, and then again, we'll, we'll we'll see where this goes. But I think this is a very interesting time to see. You know, I think this is the next big shift in in new release films.
1: Yeah,
0: agreed. Uh, but speaking of HBO Max, we're moving on to uh, Conan O'Brien is ending. His run on Late Night Talk Show, after hosting for 28 years on Late Night Talk Show hosting, and is moving to HBO Max. If you remember, uh, he hosted Late Night with Conan O'Brien from 1993 to 2009, and then he moved over to TBS, where he currently calls home hosting the, the show Conan for the last 10 years. Uh, Conan O'Brien will end, will be ending his show on TBS on June of 2021 and will start a new weekly variety series that will be made available to stream on HBO Max. Um, the other show that he has on TBS called Conan Without Borders Travel Series will still continue to air on TBS. Uh, and the reason why I'm bringing this up because this, this news just comes weeks after Apple TV made their announcement that Jon Stewart, the previous host of The Daily Show on Comedy Central, Will host a new current affairs show on Apple TV Plus. Uh, John Stewart's new series has already been ordered for multiple seasons and will feature one-hour episodes each dedicated to a single topic. So, Anesta, I'm seeing a trend here now. Yeah. It, it it sounds like the streaming services are now taking over late-night talk shows.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but they already have it. They have uh late night with John Oliver, right?
0: and then that's on have, that's on uh, HBO like on their network kind of not on I mean you can see it on the streaming services but yeah, on you can yeah, watch yeah
1: you can watch I see what you, yeah it's stream. it mainly streams like on their cable channel but right but you but it goes to their it also streams on their streaming networks mm-hmm. so like them putting Conan on there that's almost not like competition but I guess you know I guess it's good to have a different variety maybe somebody people like Conan You'll get some people who like Conan who don't like John Oliver or vice versa. Right. You
0: know? I, I, and you got,
1: I and you have Bill Maher. Isn't Bill Maher in HBO too? Yes, you're right, yeah. So and that's now there's gonna be three of them?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, but I guess they feel like they needed to compete with Jon Stewart. Or maybe they already were and then they just announced it first.
0: Yeah. I, I don't I, I think it's very interesting that, you know I the, and the reason why I want to bring this up because it, it almost feels like that, you know, all these all these, the people who are normally hosting, they are, looks like the streaming services are lo- diving into a different market is what I'm saying. Yeah. And like you have, you have documentaries, you have movies, TV shows, you know, reality shows. And now we have late night talk shows and, and Netflix, you know, has been, uh, has, has currently has already their hands in this particular market. Uh, David Letterman, uh, the famous host of The Late Show right. from 1993 to 2015, currently has a successful show right now on Netflix called uh, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction with David Letterman. Uh, so they, they, you know, he's already moved on to that and does a very similar, you know, he is the host of a show and, you know, he brings guests on very similar vibe. Uh, and then also, Ernesto, if you remember, Chelsea Handler was kind of the first person to do this. She broke ground. Uh, the host of Chelsea Lately on E! Network. Uh, and she was the host there from 2007 to 2014. Ended up doing the same move back in 2014 when she left her talk show to jump to Netflix to do her own show called Chelsea, which ended up only lasting for two seasons for from, uh, from 16, 2016 to 2017. Um, so, like, Netflix has already been doing this a little bit. Um, Joe McHale, in a similar situation, he did some sort of the uh, same Show for I think that only lasted for two seasons as well. But it, it does sound like that, you know. I I don't see the networks ever losing late, late night talk show, but now I feel like there's more competition than ever that's coming up to like where do you want to get your quote unquote late night talk show vibes? It's basically like news, it's like news commentary. It's basically yes. what
1: it is. It's almost pretty much what it is. But I mean, I get, well, it's a variety because they have guests and they interview people and stuff like that. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, many, many people, people have always been drawn to getting some of their news from comedians. Right. You know, Jay Led- look at Jay Leno, David Letterman. I mean, they're all comedians.
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: just they went the, the traditional format. But now we're seeing a whole wave of people come up because then you also have um, I don't remember his last name, um, Hassan. Minaj Minch or something like oh, that. He was, yeah. he was on the Daily Show, but he also has like a, a, um, a show related on different topics and things on, on Netflix as well. That's right. It's on politics and stuff like that. So it's, I mean, and people do it with podcasts. I mean, a lot of comedians have podcasts where they talk about parent issues and kind of the state of the world. So it's just interesting that, that us as individuals are so drawn to that particular formula. Like why, why do, like, look at how many different ones there are. And, and they all seem to work in their own right. Right. They, they, yeah. They're all, they're all di- delving into the same information. They're just, they have their, their personality varieties and, you know, on how they give their delivery and stuff and kind of giving their thoughts and opinions on it. But it's more or less, it's the same exact thing. Right. But it's, but it, it's all relevant, but it's yet all the same. Just, and then it just varies based on their opinions. But then they're all successful. Like there could be ten more that pop up tomorrow, and they, I bet they would all do well. In their own right.
0: Life. Yeah. And then also, I mean, obviously, you're there for the people. You're not there for. I mean, you're there for the content, yes. But like, even you have day daytime shows, like daytime talk shows, like Ellen. Like yeah. she, it's it's it's. i she's more of like she's very lighthearted. They don't take they don't. I'm not. They probably dive into politics, but probably not as much. Uh, and they have like fun games you can play and everything. <laughs> I don't, I don't know either. Um, but I can only assume that, you know, it's, it's very, it's light during the day yeah. and, but like it's, it's kind of like the same vibes, but it's when you think of streaming services, you, I, I tend to think of movies, TV shows and documentaries. I don't really yeah. tend to think about reality content. Like I feel like, and especially talk show, like late night talk shows, like that for me, still the networks are still the king of that. Like, it's hard to trump the late show or the tonight show. And so now it feels like the streaming service are like, oh, you used to do a thing. Hey, famous host from the 1990s. You want to come to here and grab all of those your fans and do another show that's basically the same thing, but just over here? And they're like, yeah, like, "Okay, cool. And then now we got them. And so now, like, like, oh, wait a minute. Less people are tuning into what they have to say on Netflix rather than tuning to NBC or ABC to hear what they have to say. I don't know. It feels like it's another one of those interesting situations where I don't see any of them going away, but now I just feel like there's more competition to see like, where do you want to view that particular content?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, yes, I do agree with you. That's like one of the main things that's probably still draws people towards the network TV. Right. But I mean, we've seen it. We've seen where network TV shows were before and look where they are now. Not to say that they're not bad, but there's way better TV shows on streaming networks. That's yeah, that's like that's like not even a question.
0: (laughs) That's that's a very apparent thing. Like I, I can only name. I couldn't even tell you the lineup that's on these. I couldn't tell you what's on CBS. I mean, I I had to really think hard and I couldn't tell you what's on on a Wednesday night. And the same with ABC and a little bit of NBC as well. I don't know what's on. But you used to, though. Yes. Yes, I did.
1: But you see how streaming, how the the whole introduction of streaming into our world has changed, literally changed all that. Mm -hmm. But now we're going to see we're going to probably see the same thing with these net with these late night TV shows cuz yeah. with these were these comedians coming over cuz it's going to be like another show so it's going to be you know all right it's whatever you want to, it's, it seems like they give them like the freedom to create their their art like however they see fit
0: Right. Exactly. And also there's
1: not not many there's not many strings attached.
0: Exactly. And also with the streaming services, you're not, you know, boggled down to like, well, we can't do this because we're on this hour. We can't say this because we're on this network and we can't do this because of other reasons. You can say do whatever you want on these streaming services, as long as you put a rating up there to let people know, hey, this is what this content is. Click it or don't click it. And yep. that, that's pretty much it. And they you have – I feel like you have more range on a streaming service than you do on a cable network. And that's why I feel like you have – I feel like that's why there's a lot of these like uh, – the better shows are on the streaming services.
1: It it removes the weight of appointment viewing.
0: Yes. It's like,
1: you know, because I, I remember growing up and being like, oh, man, I got to get home by this time so I don't miss this week's episode of whatever, whatever. But now it's like, oh, I can focus on whatever I want to and do whatever I want. And then I can decide when I want to catch up on this show or when I when I when I want to watch this, like I don't have to be restricted to a certain time of the day and time of the week. To right. See it.
0: Exactly. So uh, just an interesting tid point, because I'm like, oh, OK, cool. Like I was just like perusing the news like I do every week and every day. And then, you know, oh, Jon Stewart's awesome. Cool. And then like and Conan O'Brien? Okay, what's going on here? So I thought it was an interesting observation that I took in the last couple of weeks during the news. Mm. Um, all right, so moving on from that, Amazon Prime recently just delayed the release of Eddie Murphy's highly anticipated sequel, Coming to America. The film will now debut on Amazon Prime on this, uh, March 5th, 2021. The film was originally expected to hit theaters this December. Then it later got sold to to amazon by paramount pictures and at the time it was going to keep its december release date but now ultimately it delayed it until march it expect it speculated that the pushback might be related to the wonder woman news uh, because the release dates are very close together i think coming to america originally had like a december 18th release date Mm. so they figured that maybe they might not get as much attention if they kept it because they figure more people are going to go to HBO max during the holiday now.
1: Yeah. I mean, I get it. I'm just, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm disappointed. I was looking, I was definitely looking forward to watching that one, but I will just have to wait. I'll just have to wait till
0: March. (laughs) And, but it's also interesting because even with wonder woman and coming to America and, and soul, those are all different markets, different demographics. Like, if you wanted, like, a, a good comedy, like, I think people would obviously make that a priority. Obviously, if you're family and you love animation, you're going to go one way. And then if you love comedy movies, you can go another way. So I'm surprised they didn't keep the release date, to be honest.
1: I can say, but I, you know, I feel like that with all, diff, with a lot of different movies. Like, unless it's, like, a DC movie going up against a Marvel movie, just not specifically. I'm just using that, like, those, like... Two superhero movies going up against each other—that right. would be a reason. That to me, that would be a reason to change a release date. And even then, like you know, they when they do that, they don't do it like weeks apart. It's like months and months apart. Like they, right. you don't see a lot of them. Re- well, some of them have released overlapping, but yeah, not, a, not, a not all the not all the. You don't see a lot of them typically releasing on the same release day.
0: Right. Yeah. They want to give each moment. I, I don't think the other movie studios want like, oh, you you can have this month. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you get the money this month. No, they we'll want the wait. money for themselves. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, they're more looking out for themselves than they are for the other studio. But also, I get it. They can probably market it better within the month. You know, within the next couple of months, they can be like, "We got Eddie Murphy right here. Here's your here's your St. Patty's, Day. <laughs> <laughs> Patty's your Day viewing." Yes. <laughs> so yeah, uh, unfortunately, I still haven't seen the first movie, so I'll definitely. Hopefully it comes on I got time. I got time now. Uh, and then lastly, uh, Deadpool Three is officially in the works by Marvel Studios and Disney. I know a lot of a lot of when when Disney bought uh, Fox, there was a lot of questions like what's gonna happen with Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool, that's like seems to be a pretty valuable franchise. They'd be throwing money away if they didn't do it, but it looks like they're officially moving forward with this movie. Uh, Ryan Reynolds was has been working closely with. Marvel, uh, to make sure, I guess, to get it right. Uh, so he's expected to return as the role of Deadpool. And then they also brought in new writers. The first, uh, the first two movies had the same writers, but now they're bringing in the Molly New X sisters. And I probably said that very wrong. So, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna call them the M sisters. I'm sorry. Wow. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't wanna, I don't wanna butcher the name again. Uh, they are uh, they are currently writing on Bob's Burgers, so they have a hand in writing a, a couple of the episodes. So they know a thing or two about comedy, uh, and they were hired to write the script. Uh, this would be the first Deadpool movie to be to, to be produced directly by Marvel Studios. Uh, there's no word on who will direct the film, and also there's no word if the film will be rated R. I think that's the big question mark there on if they're going to keep it because if so this would be the first Marvel movie to be rated R. And maybe we can see Marvel going into a a, a particular direction. Um, But Disney former CEO Bob Iger, who is now the executive chairman of Disney, has already given his blessing to an R rating. So he's not opposed to it. Um, I think they would just have to market, market it differently. And if this movie is in fact rated R, we might see Marvel... Giving, you know, going, getting the edge up a little bit on maybe we can We demogra- maybe we can market this to a, a different demographic. Maybe we can have the same Marvel movies for the family, but maybe we can also have Marvel movies for, you know, that offer just a little bit more to the adult fans. Kind of the same how Deadpool and Luke Cage and Jessica Jones was. They weren't light movies, uh, yeah. but TV shows, I should say. Um, so, so what do you think, Ernesto? What would you like to see in this new Deadpool iteration under Marvel?
1: Um, I think as long as you stay true to the character, then nothing else matters. Like, you don't have to, like, like, I'm not super big on, like, you don't have to, like, follow certain storylines B for B because what they do is they take certain storylines and they take certain elements or certain things that happen. And they use them to tell their own story, which I kind of like. I used to, right. and I used to not, I used to not like that, but now I can kind of appreciate it. Like instead mm-hmm. of copying what they did before, take what they did before and take that character into, into a new world or a new direction, but still leaving some, you know, plot point, like the major ones, certain major right. things that happen to the character. If it's essential to their arc then it needs to be included into their story. Mm-hmm. Like if you were like, I, and I don't know like a lot of Deadpool lore, like, but like if he got married to somebody or if he certain specific happened in the universe. And yes, as long as they stay true to the character, that's all that matters. And I don't think Ryan Reynolds is too dedicated to that character. Oh yeah. He, he's put so much into it and maybe that's why he met with them so that he can, to make sure that he can still achieve his vision with that character.
0: And honestly, I mean, R-rating or not, I think that Ryan Reynolds can give you a PG-13 Deadpool, and it'll be just as raunchy and hilarious, like, under restrictions. Like, when you give Deadpool too much free range, it could go all over the place. But if you restrict him, and you can even make jokes of him trying to use the F-bomb... And like really breaking the third wall here. and like, come on, Disney! I just want to say it once. Just let me say it once. Yeah. And so that he could really go really far into it, um, and you know, really bring a new version of this character. Because I don't know. I I'm, I'm trying. I'm ha- currently I'm having a hard time seeing Ryan Reynolds Deadpool fit with like the our current slate, but without without bringing him down just a little bit. I think you're gonna Ooh. have to do that. I see I, I see your point, but
1: I don't think that they should restrict him at all. I think okay. that you should because I mean he does exist, Deadpool does exist in the Marvel universe. Right. So like yeah, he are so he already exists in that world with those kind of characters. So like what does the source material tell you? You know? There yeah. what you know, like how is it handled then? Is it more family friendly or is it it has that that like dark and gritty under you know it has that r rating undertone you know for the most part i think it's important because that's part of his character like and and there has to be at least one or two disney jokes that he references when he breaks the fourth wall (laughs)
0: exactly exactly now i have one more question for you what if tomorrow marvel studios said you know what we're going to make this deadpool movie it's going to be rated r but it's going to be outside of the mcu would you be a little bit disappointed or do yes. you think that would be a good – yeah? OK. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. Because
1: I, I, I had a feeling that that might happen. I was like, oh, man, it would be really disappointing if they did. Like, no, but they saw the opportunity to include him into the universe that he's already a part
0: of. Right. Like, well, like we don't know that for sure yet. Us. I mean, they're, 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 mean? Pro- they're producing the movie, but we don't know if he's part of the MCU.
1: Oh, see, that's, if he's that's... not a part of the MCU, then I'd be a little bit disappointed that, because that, yeah, like he doesn't have to be in every single Marvel movie. Like I don't expect him. You don't see him all the time like that. But when it's appropriate, he needs to you know, he can he can be included when right. they see fit like as a as a cameo in one of the films like what if they delve from a specific comic event from from the Marvel comic event? And what if Deadpool's a part of that? Like, he doesn't have to be in any other movie, but he can be in like this one part of this one movie that he was a central part of. Like, even if it's just like one or two scenes, but if, but it makes, it would make a hundred, it would make a world of a difference if they, if they were allow him to be a part of the universe. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with Fantastic Four and X Men. All of them, they all need to jump portals and (laughs) and their universes need to collide and they just need to come together. They just, they all need they all need to they need to figure out how to make them to coexist because otherwise why even have them like yep. what, what's the point of having the marvel universe and what's the point of having all these characters if you're not going to include them in the mcu that you've already spent so much time developing and you could literally write them coming in as like some kind of world colliding event and people right. could be, like, oh that coin oh it's funny they did this they did this because they you know they bought the company and so now this is like you know this is their like This is them coming over into the MCU that they already started. Yeah. I I, have the grounds to do it.
0: Right. And I think since we're kind of already seeing it with all the news we've been getting under Spider-Man and Doctor Strange and the multiverse and, like, they're they're still in talks of bringing in, like, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and other Spider-Mans, like, in one big movie, I feel like because they're already there, it's not a stretch to assume that Deadpool all of a sudden – you know, he's at home chill, chilling on his couch. A portal opens up and he walks through it. And there you go. That's it. He's like, that. Eh. And he could even, it could be like, a. it could
1: literally, He all we'd have to do is look at the camera and do a Fox buying Disney joke about how this <laughs> universe sucks. And he could walk through the portal and that. And that, and it'd be like, all right, I'm, I'm here for it. Like, I get it.
0: <laughs> he could that literally walk through the portal. It's animated. And all of a sudden you see like, like this world of magic and wonder. He's like, where the hell am I? (laughs) Like,
1: fuck. Like, what the fuck? Fuck this. Where's the rest?
0: He's like, he like
1: slashes through or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: They could could really go balls to the walls. Oh yeah, definitely. I, so I'm, I'm really excited to, and this is why I think, you know, the upcoming Spider-Man sequel will open the door to the MCU to even more than they ever could before. And that's the one I'm like, that's where my eyes are. That and Doctor Strange's uh, uh, Multiverse of Madness. Like, that's another one where I feel like they could they could really throw the door wide open and be like, let the floodgates in. Everything and everything. Everything and everything. Come on in. You know, we're going full Marvel here.
1: This is literally, they're literally like, we can literally make any, every other Marvel movie that hasn't been a part of this, we can make it all canon. Correct. Like all of it, all of it can be canon because it can be explained as a just an alternate universe like the fantastic four with with uh the, actually both sets of fantastic four yeah. universes of them <laughs> <laughs> but, but and you know what the one with chris evans would work because they're be like oh so the guy who was captain america in this universe in that universe he became johnny storm
0: like yeah there you go could, you
1: could literally explain it like that exactly there's, there's, I,
0: possibilities are endless. I know, and now I feel like now we're just fanboying over here and coming with different possibilities. But I do agree, at the very least, if they don't, in, if they don't do that in some way, shape, or form, and include, you know, especially Deadpool into the mix, I feel like it's a it's a missed opportunity. That's that's lo- like you're setting it up, and it's a yeah. missed opportunity. So, time will tell there. Um, but yeah. So anyway, that's all the news we have for you guys this week. That's all we got for you guys. Uh, so now we're going to move on to what you watching, uh, where we talk about the latest movies and TV shows we've been watching this week. So Ernesto, we're going to go over to you. What have you been watching?
1: Um, I actually haven't been watching much. Okay. I was keeping up with The Undoing on HBO and I, it's good. I just have, I literally just haven't had time to keep up with it, but that's a show I'm definitely currently watching right okay. now. Um, when I did get to see my wife, we watched like, I don't even know if I would count it. We watched, we finished, and at ep- the episode we had already started from where we last left off on the boys. So I got to finish, <laughs> I got to finish an episode <laughs> of the boys, and it's and it's good. I had to watch the recap to remind yeah. myself about what was going on. Um, but no, you know, no
0: where did you leave off? Where, where, it's uh, what episode do you remember? It's
1: either uh, maybe f-
0: somewhere between four and six. Somewhere, okay. somewhere okay, around, so, there. Gotcha. Somewhere around there.
1: Um, but it's good. And then actually, I I was looking, I I went into a little bit of a show hole. I needed to find, just wanted to find something. So I'm actually rewatching, kind of rewatching Community.
0: Oh so yeah, just, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so
1: I'm so I'm halfway through the first, like halfway through the first season, and I okay. I just it's funny, like I think it's a it's, good show, I think yeah. it's yeah, it's really funny. I didn't really. Like something about Joe McHale, like at first he kind of annoys me, but then he kind of grows on you a little
0: bit. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I was hooked from the first episode. I like uh, Abed. Uh, he's been. Oh, he's like, the best. He's the best. Yes, I I relate to him from day one. He throws movie references out of nowhere. I'm like, that's that's me, man. That's like he, he's, he's my guy. <laughs> he gets me. He gets me. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have Troy. It's a perfect Donald Glover's perfect, you know, companion for him. I was at Troy and Abed in the morning. Like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> that's their talk show. It's great. I yeah. love it.
1: <laughs> and then he, he actually made a joke in like the one of the first episodes where he talks about, about getting Abed, like lying to him. And he even makes a joke about being Donald Glover's nephew. It was, I just, oh. thought it was, it was just a fun. I was like, ha, because he is in real life. That's <laughs> the- <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's really funny. So I'm kind of enjoying it. And uh, other than our review, that's all I got. Not okay. much.
0: This week. Not much yeah. yeah, that's it. Um, so I have done a little bit of uh less. T- well, I I think I've watched a lot than I get. Never mind. Whatever I was about to say, that's false. I think I've watched quite a bit more than I usually do. Okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, this isn't uh, movie or TV show related, but this is something that I did this week only because of the new PS5 that's coming out, and Miles Morales is involved. And so I got inspired to pick back up the controller and finally finish the DLC for Spider Man, Marvel Spider Man. I I beat the game a while ago and I purchased the DLC and the DLC is within three parts and I finished part one like when when it first came out and then in the midst of like waiting for part two and then when that came out and then something happened and I just stopped.
1: Yeah, I just stopped.
0: Off. I just fell off and stopped playing. And then with all the hype now around the new Spider-Man game and Miles Morales, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I want to pick it back up and finish what I started. <laughs> and guess what, Ernesto? I was one one mission away from completing the second part of the DLC. Like as soon as I finished, it was like, and here's the credits. I'm like, damn, how is that? <laughs> I stopped <laughs> that so right close. here. I was so close. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I I I started and finished part three of the DLC. And so like at the end of it, they kind of tease a little Miles Morales. And so for me, I'm like, oh, I'm ready. Like, where's <laughs> let's do this? I'm like, oh, I gotta I gotta wait a little bit. I'm not gonna be yeah. getting a PS5 anytime soon. So
1: Yeah. And we it's funny because we kinda talked about this earlier today, and it's like, yes, that game is available for PS4, and that's great for people who want to get it. Like if you have no intentions on getting a PS five, but my suggestion is if you ever plan on getting a PS five, I would just wait. <laughs> Like, I'm going to wait until I can get a PS5 eventually, whenever, right. whenever, whenever that will be. And then I'll get that game. Cause that game was developed for that to be played on that system. Like, right. it, like it, it deserves, it deserves that. Like, you, you don't downplay the graphics. Right. Like, give it, give it its due justice and wait yeah. <laughs> so you can play it on the PS5. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited. And whenever, whenever and if, whenever it happens, I'll be, I'll be looking forward to playing the new one.
0: Yeah, and and um, I think if you buy Miles Morales, maybe if you spend like $10 more, it will come with Marvel's Spider-Man for PS5 as well. So, Ooh. so like, now you can replay Spider-Man with, under the PS5 engine. So, <sighs> I know. Right? And, that, that, and I've already beat
1: that Spider-Man game. I've beat that game at least three times.
0: Wow. Wow, you definitely...
1: And that and that's including like all the side missions and everything yeah. I thought but it, it's very reminiscent to how I don't know if you ever played spider-man 2 on um when I think when it came out for ps2 a mm-hmm. long long time like forever ago I like might have that
0: played. that was a video game to play that was right. a, that was a great video game to play and this one now I mean it's just so much fun to swing around the city you can do that for hours and just just yeah. run around beat up bad beat up random bad guys yeah it's fun. that's all you need <laughs> uh, that's, that's the fun of it yeah. <laughs> so I finished that, and then I started a movie called The Wave. So actually, before that, I um I took a little trip over to the Red Box, Ernesto. you remember remember what Ooh. those are? Ooh. Yes. Uh, they still exist, and I still use them because they're cheaper than renting the movie on demand. Like I I, I feel like it, I'm right, I'm passing one on the way to work. They're available in the grocery stores. I don't know why people don't use it. But I still use it when when I feel like it's necessary. Like if I got like a free afternoon, you pick up two movies try to use a, a code. They probably give you a discount every other Thursday or whatever. And um, and so, yeah, so I went to the Red Box and I rented a movie called The Wave that stars Justin Long. Have you ever heard of it? Um, When did it come out? It came out. It came out like early this year, like maybe.
1: Oh, no, no, no. I'm thinking
0: nope. of, I'm thinking of something from like early 2000s. Um, it also stars, uh, Donald, uh, Feinson, uh, who was the, he, he was in, um, uh, Scrubs. He, he played alongside, he was a black guy in Scrubs. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, Bald guy. Bald guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it, he started along that movie and it was, it was an interesting film. It's, it's basically like. A really like this guy is really stressed out with his job and like just to loosen the edge a little bit after like a big day and like his wife was giving him trouble. So like a big day was coming up tomorrow and one of his buddies were like, hey, you should go. We should go like celebrate. You know, you got a big win tomorrow. And He's like, no, I should really, you know, be responsible. Like He's like a straight edge guy and like, I don't want to go out. Um, I got a big day tomorrow. He's like, no, you got to loosen up a little bit. So he takes the advice after he started yelling, had like a yelling match with his wife and a disagreement. And um, so then like that, the light, the night kind of goes, you know, unexpectedly, you know, in crazy directions. And then he ends up taking some sort of drug. And then at that point, like the whole next day, he doesn't remember what happened the night before. He's experiencing like this, this acid trip, I'm assuming. And like all of a sudden, like you see the movie kind of just go crazy. But then, to my surprise, to, you know, for lack of a better words, the movie wasn't about any of that at all from what I just said. So I was like, okay. okay. Well, I was like, oh, wait a minute. So there was like another meaning of everything that, that you saw on the screen. Well, that's good. Cause then
1: that means that if you were to go rewatch it, you would rewatch it through another lens
0: because you yes. already
1: know, you already know the big turn at the end.
0: Like, right, you know, exactly.
1: what you, you see, you see, you'll, you'll look at it and i like to see, okay, well now I can see how they get there. So that that sounds like it was a
0: good movie. then. Yeah, no, I I think it was if it hits a streaming service, I'll let and I'll let you guys know if you're interested. Uh, But basically, like he and this is what the the bio reads is like uh, he ingests a a hallucinogen and that completely alter his perspective on the world. And I think it does that very well on a first viewing. And then, like you said, you'll get a different take on it on a second viewing because now you're seeing under a different lens. Um, yeah. So I, I, I enjoyed it, uh, especially with the twist. It was engaging enough throughout um, because, like, he's just he's going batshit crazy, basically. And so, like, that's entertaining enough for what you thought the reason was. And then when you get the other reason, you're like, oh, OK, all right. So there's, you know, it, it was it was it was good enough during the first few. like the the twitch, the 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 twist did not save the movie. It was good enough, and then the twist only enhanced it. I guess that's a better way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I, I saw that. Um, definitely. Not. Actually, it's available on stars, Ernesto. You said you had stars, didn't you? Yeah, I do. All right. Yeah, the wave. So it's on stars. Look at that. The wave. I have to wave on over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <Move it out>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so. Uh, and then I saw another movie uh, at the red box as well. And I feel like my, let's see, how old I was at? How old was I? this My 13 year old self picked this movie and it's called rogue, but it stars Megan Fox. And uh-huh. as a 13 year old boy, I loved Megan Fox when I saw her in transformers. So I think I solely picked this movie because she was in it. And then like my 26 year old self was watching the movie and I was like, oh man, this is, this is bad. This, <laughs> this, this is horrible. <laughs> this, is, um, this is not good. <laughs> this is, this is not good. Not not the slightest. Um, they, <laughs> there was, I feel like at the very beginning was probably the best part. It started off with like balls to the wall action. Like we got, you know, they're trying to, they're in there for a mission. They're scoping out the place. Then something goes wrong. They have to infiltrate the place. Now they're like mis, the the missionary, nope, missionaries, missionaries, nope. I'm saying it wrong. Missionaries, yes, missionary. yes, yeah, yeah. Said it right. Mercenaries,
1: are you mercenaries. To
0: say mercenaries. mercenaries? that's it. <laughs> that's their <world>. They're <laughs> <laughs> they're on a mission but they're mercenaries not not, not missionary <laughs> they're the mercenaries wow i got yes <laughs> words uh, the words are hard. <laughs> the, <laughs> megan fox was the leader of the mercenaries and then so so they're they're on a, a particular mission and and then again really high intense action people are, you know, blood everywhere, people are dying. And then there was a point where it was just chaos at some point. And and the movie didn't make any sense. They're trying to get out of a situation because, you know, their uh their exit plan didn't go as well as they planned. So they're kind of stuck in this area and they're trying to survive, but people are chasing them down because of what they did in the beginning of the movie. And so that all of a sudden they're kind of like, you know, walking around and like the like there's a water scene like where they're on like this type of river or whatever, uh, and so like they're walking and then one of the people started yelling it's like we need to we need to sit down we gotta rest we gotta do this and like no we gotta keep moving and then all of a sudden a huge alligator came out of nowhere and killed this person I'm like what just happened like and then are we ever gonna reference that big ass alligator again? <laughs> or, or Not, <laughs> no way they never they're just like oh man. Fuck that quitter. <laughs> <laughs> They're You're like, like, like man, "Oh man, we we got to keep moving." And then that's it. We just moved on. <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry. Are we not going to address this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that man just died. <laughs> it's like like samuel jackson in deep blue sea when that shark just comes up and snatches him right. story
0: device you don't be, your character is no longer relevant <laughs> not even like the, these were like the biggest name there was megan fox i couldn't tell you anybody that else was in this movie and, and so i was like i what what just happened and then so like we're so we're doing all this and then all of a sudden they introduced lions into the mix <laughs> Right, and so they're still escaping and trying to get out of this area. People are still following them. So if that's not intense enough, lions are now after them. I mean, and are they, it, are they just in the wild in Africa? Is that what this is? They, I don't know exactly where they are, but yes, they. No, oh sorry, yes, uh, uh, remote Africa. So yes, yes, they are in Africa. Okay. They were, and like, so that <laughs> that makes sense. Yes, the lions there making sense, but for the story, no, not doesn't make any <laughs> sense that, like they're
1: here now
0: <laughs> yeah well they they did introduce lying and lions they introduced lions and like how certain people were like poaching them and killing them to sell like their fur and all that stuff yeah so that that was like at the very beginning of the movie and but then that was it about an hour later we see lions again i'm like oh <laughs> OK, and I, I'm so I'm going to spoil it because I don't know if anyone's going to watch this. But at the end of the movie, it was about like the, the lions helped the you know Megan Fox and her crew, um, you know, kill off the people that were chasing them. And then and then <laughs> and then, you know, it was all about the, the there was like a title card. They're saying um, uh, through so many years, you know, this how many lions die of poaching each year we really got to help the lions and so like oh this is a good message but also why are you here (laughs) (laughs)
1: what does that have to do with anything that happened in this movie
0: (laughs) correct absolutely so if you wanted to make a movie about mercenaries then make a movie about mercenaries if you want to make a movie about hey we shouldn't poach lions then do that. Do not mix the two together because it doesn't make any sense. So unless, I
1: mean, is it something, I mean, is that something that happens? Is there any like real life accounts of like mercenaries taking out poacher, lion poachers?
0: I don't, I don't know. Probably not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's the name of this movie again?
0: Rogue. It's called Rogue. 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 Um, yeah, I was, I was disappointed. I mean, well, I shouldn't say that. I wasn't expecting much from it, um, but I was highly like, wh- why are we? Do- why? Why? Just why? Why is this happening? You picked up a bologna sandwich. Yeah. It was a bologna, <laughs> a bologna sandwich.
1: sandwich. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to
0: describe it. Like, you much, knew what you were getting. You obviously knew what you were getting yourself into when you hit play. That is correct. But I wasn't expecting this. To ah, some degree. Okay. Like I gave it some credit. You know, you ah. kinda you go in there with low expectations, but you you know, you kinda get you 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 go in low, but maybe you you hope for the best. And then it was like, Oh no, this is this is what this is. So you picked up a bologna
1: sandwich and then when you bit into it, you realized that it was bad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this the is bologna our...
1: had most definitely gotten rog- rotten. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like wait smiby. a minute. <laughs>
1: This is a rotten bologna sandwich.
0: sandwich.
1: <laughs> What's going I don't on? Know why, I don't know why I keep going to that analogy, but it just seems to make sense.
0: <laughs> it makes, works for me. <laughs> <It> works. <laughs> so after that, I was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good with that. Um, I You're also <laughs> yeah, I also saw uh, a classic that I've never seen before, saw a movie that I've always wanted to see, and with the spirit of the holiday, I decided to dive into it. I saw Planes, Trains, and Automobiles.
1: Uh, I'm so I've seen that one. John Candy, uh, John Candy's Steve Martin.
0: Yeah, right? directed by John Hughes. You said you saw that one. Is that did I hear you that?
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie
0: though. Yeah, um, yeah, I liked it. Uh, it was, um, I, it's one of the few times I actually used my, I, cause I have AT&T now, AT&T TV now, which is like the cable service. And, uh, they are playing on ABC, I'm not sorry, on, on AMC. And I hit the record on it. And then I later went back to it and I watched it, you know, with all the commercials and I can just fast forward through them. And I was like, yo, know, this is, this is not, not a bad movie. Like I, it was, there was, there was one part uh that like you know i don't think the jokes were dated i think anyone can relate to like trying to get home and yeah. i think john candy was hilarious and with steve martin the pair were great uh you had some like little heart moments in there but the one that had me rolling was when i'm not sure if you remember but like the car got on fire and then they're just like so much shit has happened throughout the the movie and then all of a sudden the car just ignited in the flames and they're just laughing their ass off like <laughs> anything else could happen like <laughs> and what then, else yeah, exactly. By car. <laughs> and, and so like the next day and like there's like the car is still functioning and they get pulled over by the cops. And he was like, uh so he's like, so the cop pulls him over and he's like, so what's going on over here? He's like, well, sir, it's fine enough. So this car actually got on fire. And um, and he's like, you know, I'm sorry. He's like, you know how fast you're going? That's how he started it. He's like, well, unfortunately, sir, my speedometer has has you know is not working because the car was in flames. so i honestly couldn't tell you how fast you're you're going um and and then he's like you're going like 80 miles per hour that was fast i probably would have seen that if you know my speedometer was working uh funny enough (laughs) (laughs) he's like funny enough actually the the radio is the only thing that's working so like i don't know how that's happening but here we are That was pretty I mean, good. That was pretty good. <laughs> I thought it was great. Um, and then it had a nice ending to it. So I enjoyed it. And it was, I feel like one of the few movies that are is specifically, it's around the holidays, but it's like specifically uh, like a Thanksgiving film. Mm. So uh, that that takes place, like Steve Martin is trying to get home for Thanksgiving. So it's not a lot of movies that kind of focus on that particular holiday. But um, I think that's one of the more famous ones that to, to focus on that holiday. So I, I enjoyed re- uh watching that for the first time. And the last thing I watched, which uh took up most of my time this week, and and movie at a, I think a show or you saw uh last week, I saw the entirety of the Queen's Gambit.
1: Ooh, all right, what did you think? I really I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it.
0: It was fantastic. Yeah, it was good, right? It was really <laughs> good. I was like like I I wasn't I think I was hooked after I think the first episode we got a lot of backstory and like about her childhood, but once once we got past that and like and that episode was fine, nothing was wrong with that episode. But I it really picked up from there after like we we were getting into like her teen slash adult years.
1: Yeah, when she when she like really start when she started um, I guess mild spoilers when she started like traveling with her mom. Like, mm-hmm. you you know, she started really started rooted into who she would become as a woman. She was a badass.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. And like, I don't know. It was just fun to watch uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. It was just a standout in that, yeah. in that show. She she carried it from, from episode one to episode seven. Like, that was her show and she yep. owned it. And I... Th- I felt the same way about her role
1: in new mutants, like yes. I felt like she she carried a lot of that film like was through her character. I felt like she was like one of the most positive things about it she's a great actress
0: oh yeah and i I, I wouldn't be surprised give it a few more years in the right film she would she would get an oscar she, she would find oh, yeah. that she'll find that role to get her like uh like to really put her over the edge and like I think we're just like i think she was i uh I think she's only twenty four so um, I, I that, yeah, yeah, I think, she, yeah, she's 24. So, um, I think that we can be seeing her doing a lot of great things. And remember Ernesto? If remember way back in February, I watched her in Emma, and I wasn't too thrilled about the movie. That's um, right. But I did, I, I liked her in it. She was fine. But the movie itself, I had my issues with. But this show, I feel like this is like the, the peak I've seen her in so far.
1: Hmm. She's got, a, she's got, she's got things coming up, but all right. Let
0: Queen's Gambit. I want yes. to know. Um, I, I thought this was the most, I've never been more entertained by watching people play chess. Told you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just like, I might not know what's happening. Like I, they don't really, what I like about the show is like, they never make you feel stupid. They, they don't make you feel like you need to know exactly what's happening on the chessboard or like what moves they make and why they're making it and like when when they like give you a strike down they're like oh, and you're like why why are they all anticipating this I don't understand like they never really yeah. focused on the game they focused on the character and how they're feeling at that moment and that's what makes it great to watch yeah and then also you have those intense like uh maybe not in, not intense but you see like her growth and I think because we were able to see it progressively grow between episode one and how she got started playing chess to like obviously the the ending where it's like the biggest match of her life. You're kind of like, OK, like I was here for this ride. I was here for this journey, the struggles in between the the self-discovery, you know, all the the obstacles she had to go through. It's like it's just everyday life, not everyday life, but like the challenges in her life got her to this point. And you were here for all of it. So like whatever she's doing just holds that much more weight to it.
1: And I, I'm curious if she actually like if she actually had to learn how to play chess for the role. I'm sure. At, you know, in some some way or fashion Because from I mean, I don't play it a lot. I mean, I, I have played before from what I understand it like like it fires your brain. It, it's like a workout for your brain because mm-hmm. you're constantly thinking of like, you know, and I love the way that they show it, like, the way they show, like, how you play one move, but it's also, like, that person is not just thinking about that one move. They're also thinking about everything that follows that move if they play that move and the different variations that can happen. Like, that, their brains are probably running full speed just
0: trying to calculate everything that that could happen on the board. Right. And also, you kind of learn a thing or two about the game. Again, you might not know all the – you. you If anything, you know, a basic understanding of how the game is played of chess. Yeah. And they and they give you a little bit of like, you know, okay well, this means this and this means this just to get you through the audience wise, like as a viewer. But then, like, I didn't realize that there were so many different variations of how you start the game. And like they're talking like you have spectators and commentary and like people just like, oh, she just started with this. This is this is what this is called. And like, oh, I'm like we really you really got to get the game moving after this scenes like there And like there is a beginning, a middle and an end to the game of chess, obviously, like, OK, now the game's wide open. They can go everywhere which way they want. Like, oh, this person did this because of how the board set up. I'm like, I had no idea it was that intense. It, 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 they made it seem like just as
1: exciting as like somebody would be watching a football game. Yes. <clears throat> like there's one point where they're where she's playing in the Russia, where she's playing in the Russia game and the guys literally outside with the, with the, like a big chessboard <laughs> moving, board. Yeah. Yeah. giant S board and he's moving pieces and like keeping it updated. And there's like a big ass crowd of people just wa- watching, not, not, they're not even watching the actual game. They're watching a huge visual representation of what's actually
0: happening. Right. Because they couldn't be inside the building, which also, exactly. again, it's a very small board, obviously. There's just two people at a table with with the board. So, like, the spectators even in the building need to look up on, like, these people with a giant board to see how the board looks. Um, and so, like, the, I mean, that was surreal to see. Like, I didn't expect that this was – I didn't realize that even in the 60s, because this is when this was primarily made, Uh, this is the, the time period that this movie was – um, that it was that big of a deal in the sixties. And maybe even today, it could be even bigger today, for all I know.
1: And what's crazy is how long some of these games could have lasted. Like yeah. you see different points throughout the series where like, you know, they have to take a pause because the game has gone on for like over X amount of hours. And you see them they have to write their next move. So they literally go home with like the rest of their game on their mind. But that's gotta right. make it that's gotta make it even more nerve wracking. Cause then you're gonna go home and you're gonna lay out you're bored and then you're gonna if you were smart and you would just spend your time playing all different kind of scenarios and what right. you do to get in you know different strategies to play which which we see in the which we see you know various times throughout the series but i i just did like a quick google search and some of these games can last up to six hours or more Ooh, that's crazy wow. to think that's so crazy to think about
0: yeah that, that is crazy. And I think, if anything, there was for me, after watching this, it was a better appreciation for the game of chess. Yeah, 100%. And also, like, it makes you want to go ahead and play. Like, yeah. it makes you want to just go ahead, buy a board, dust off the one in your closet, pull it out. Like, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to be I'm, – I'm ready to go. And then all of a sudden you get started like, oh, no, never mind. No, it was fun to watch. Never mind. It was fun to yeah. watch. <laughs> like, oh, maybe. I mean because you could get a little bored and then just play by yourself. You could, yeah. And, like, I think it was also crazy that they're, like, the way that they study is study how they played previous games. Like, because they can replay moves, go a different direction. Like, you have to study how the other person played their games, like, in the past. And it also is crazy of, like, how many, again, how many different variations of how everything is played. But I thought also one of the crazy things that they did was, like, one of the scenes where her and another person, like, in a car ride – and they were mentally playing the game. They were like, uh, like Pond takes Bishop. And then it's yeah. like, and then they were just talking back and forth and playing a game. And they both visualize the That's board in their experience. head. And like, what, how do you do that?
1: Yeah. And I like how the, I like how the, the show show at least let us go into her mind by showing her laying in the bed and then visually showing like mm-hmm. the, like the shadows change and have the board appear on the ceiling so like that was her way to be able to see it, you know?
0: Right. And the the honestly like also I I took a very good appreciation for the score. I I now have mm. uh, a decent amount of songs on my playlist from that. I have a movie scores playlist. If you didn't think I was a movie nerd, now you've been mistaken. Uh, That's funny.
1: I start I've I've have started. I have a, a mini one going, kind of. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, you know, what? I'll send it to you. I got some good scores. <laughs> Ooh. Maybe we'll make a playlist for sure. people. There you go. That's a good idea. Um, but yeah, so I got a couple of like his um, famous movie scores. Well, uh, I got not famous, but I got scores that were used in the in the TV show that kind of like, attracted my ear while I was watching the sh- the series. Um, and like the cinematography was was beautiful. It was very well done. Um, like it was very engaging. Like it, uh, all, all in all, it was just like. I was very intrigued the entire time. I never felt like they were dumbing it down for you Uh, in like, and also like just again, going back to Anya Taylor joy, like her character was like, like uh, embodiment of the embodiment of like female empowerment. Like she was owning her craft and she didn't care what she had to do to get to it. And you can see how like even other people who love chess, like she was on a different level. And they couldn't compete with that. And they were kind of writing her off because she was a woman and she didn't care. Like her mindset was just like, I just want to win. And like, because of that mindset, she was able to go leaps and bounds to, you know, try to become the best there ever was. So I, I really enjoyed it. I think this is like one of the one of the better series that Netflix has to offer today. I think it was like a really good it's like a good limited series. It's, it's a tight story. And yeah. like you you can appreciate it for what it is. And it, again, and we talked about this before, this was a good story that like, because it was longer, you have a better appreciation for it at, rather than it being kind of squeezed in, in two hours or two and a half. Yeah. Hours.
1: If it was even a two and a half or three hour movie, I felt like you would miss a lot of the little small things they were trying to tell you in the story, Right. which is, which is, I'm glad because a lot of, novel because this is for those it's based off a it's based off a a novel by walter Mm tevis
0: the man who
1: fell to earth um because it's not based on a true story it's based on like um like people and events that different things and people during that period and they kind of made a story out of that but i'm glad that they took a novel and didn't squeeze it into one movie but they saw the value in making it a little mini series which is basically a long ass movie that's just broke up into seven parts, which is great, which
0: is probably what The Irishman should have been. <laughs> <laughs> probably right. They could have followed that up and made it. I think. I think. It, you know, speaking. You know, you make a really good point. It, it probably would have fared better as like a four-part miniseries rather than a three and a half hour movie. I like, think you
1: probably would have enjoyed it more.
0: Probably, probably personally. Yeah. I probably you, you personally would have. Bit, you would not have bitched as much. Nope. I think you're right. <laughs> And it's funny because the only difference is the separation. And, and <laughs> <laughs> the old, like, I could have sat down in one sitting, but bec- but it told me when I should stop watching this first episode. There was a break. <laughs> yeah,
1: like all right, I got a break now. All I got a right. break. Yeah,
0: exactly. And like I can choose to continue. I don't got to look at it like another two and a half hours. Jesus. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's funny how we view time as far as like that constant, like oh like seven hours of this for it
1: 100%. Yeah. What if what if they had listed the Queen's Gambit to you as a 7-hour movie?
0: I would have been like, "Ooh, that's that's a long time."
1: <laughs> I like cuz they basically did, but they just they just gave it to you differently.
0: Yeah, the wording's different. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the the wording and the and the and the display is prettier. It's like exactly. it's the same thing. It's like you can have this big slab of meat called the Irishman or you can have this <laughs> this little the same the same meal or just this cut. meal broken up in the Cut into seven equal parts that you can enjoy at your leisure. And here right. we give, gave you perfect stopping points
0: so you can decide when you want and, and when you want to stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think the big difference within like like the episode format and like you know the movies is that some movies like your arc will be from the beginning to the end. With the series, you can have many arcs within the episode. And I and I feel like that's the big for me, that's the big difference, because you can have a full story within that one hour compared to you can tell, like maybe tell many stories within the bigger story where a movie is telling the one big story. Now, I'm not saying that you can't have many arcs within that movie, but more than likely following your main character, you're going to have, you know, your big arc will be toward the end of the movie rather than like the end of a one hour episode. Sure. So. But with that, I definitely recommend Queens Gambit. I enjoyed it, you know, through and through. Um, Very entertaining to watch. So, go on Netflix, give that a look uh, during your Thanksgiving holiday break. Tell us
1: what you think. Yes. If you you didn't like it or if you did like it, let us
0: know. We definitely want to know. Yeah, we do. Uh, (laughs) And that and that is all I've been watching. Uh, So now we're gonna dive into our spoiler review of the brand new film from Hulu, Hulu a Hulu original movie. Um, Ernesto, if you remember this movie, uh, Lionsgate originally made this movie. It was supposed to be released on Mother's Day of this year, Mother's Day weekend, which makes a lot of sense to, based on how this movie was going. Um, but uh, because of the pandemic, it got delayed. And then later Lionsgate sold the film to Hulu. And then we have it. For you know, that's how it got over there, and that's how the release. So, with all of that, Ernesto, what do you think of Run? So,
1: first of all, as always, I always go in blind. Yes. So, literally, the only thing I knew, only like you told me, was that it was a movie with uh, Sarah Paulson, and it's a thriller. So yeah. All right. I'm in. That's okay. all I, That's all I needed to know. But man, it was. What a great movie, like from start, like, especially not knowing what the film was it about, was about. And also it was a fresh, I think not only Sarah Paulson, but the other actress, newcomer, uh, Kiara Allen, this is her first feature. And it's like, it's very monumental because, you know, she's, because she is in, in the story, it is part of her story is that she's disabled, but she's also disabled in real life. Oh, really? You know? Yeah, yeah, no, that I I listened to this interview and you know, she was acting before and then she became disabled. She didn't really go into how, how it happened, but she was like, well, I can still do this thing. Like, I can still do this. Like, it doesn't have, you know, this doesn't have to be the end for me. This can just be the beginning of something else. So I thought that, Mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool is that she took something tragic that happened to her and she made it, um, you know she saw that you know i it's not going to stop her from achieving her goals and she is a phenomenal actress yeah she's she did, really good she did so like her performance is almost comparable to sarah paulson like for me like really thinking about it they're very neck and neck at how great their performances were it was really 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 good um she was a natural um i liked in the beginning where sarah paulson who plays her who plays her mother um, she like, you know, they're in that support group and she literally sets the groundwork for it. She basically explains what's going to happen in the film more or less, you know, she talks about her inner strength from the beginning showing, and then they cut right to her morning routine. Like, like she's a fighter, like she's going to be, oh, she literally yeah. tells the group, she literally tells the group that she can get over anything. And that was interesting because I, I felt the movie go, oh, I, it literally laid a whole different movie out for me like not knowing it because like I saw her as very motherly, but I didn't see the smothering aspect of it until obviously until the turn, until you start, until they started, until the investigative work started and then you start seeing the creepy side of her. Then that's when, that's when I started to, to change. But like in the very beginning, I didn't get that at all. I just got that. She was a, you know, she was a hard edge mother that they went through some shit together Now her and her mom have this really loving relationship, and like they they set that up perfectly for you. Like they totally threw the wool over my eyes. Really? Yeah, I didn't see any. I didn't see any of that coming. Like at at all. Um, I thought, you know, when she initially brings up the pills to her, she gets all shady and starts acting weird. You know, then obviously, and then damn, that that girl is so smart. I liked how.
0: Ooh, yeah, she is.
1: I like how at certain points of the film, like when her mom was trying to, like you could obviously tell that she was trying to catch her in a lie, but yet she like almost saw it coming and then decided to go with the truth. No yes. matter what like, she, like, per, like the perfect example is with the internet. Like yes. She's like, oh, like, you know, oh, how did you know? You know, she goes to her, oh, how did you know it was the internet? And then you see, you literally see the process, like the movie lets it breathe for a minute and you literally see the processing going through her brain. Her thinking about like, oh, well, I can't say this. Well, it seems like the only option is if she's asking me. She must not she must not already know because right. she raised her. So it's funny because their characters are very similar, but in very different. Way. They're like the same character, but with different motivations. Right, right. Um, I really enjoyed that. Well, you go ahead. I'll let you jump in because I got okay. I got more.
0: <laughs> you got more? Yeah. Yeah. So, Ernesto, as you know. And as I teased earlier in this in this episode, um, I had high hopes like I was on a high already from this director because of Searching of my life. It's the underrated movie of 2018. Like I'm going to I'm going to sit on that high horse every day. Like you, you got to go watch Searching. It's really good. And so when I saw that he was, you know, he's he was making this movie and it was coming out on Hulu. I was like, I'm here for it. Let let's. I'm. I I really hope it wasn't just uh because Out Searching was the first movie he directed. So I'm like, I really hope this wasn't a one and done for him. I got high hopes for this. So I was pretty high. I unfortunately knew a little bit about the movie based on the trailer. Oh ah, okay. So I I knew that there was a well, the same kind of with Searching. You know, because Searching also had a twist of its own, right? I I was expecting a twist here too. So. But what I enjoyed about the movie was that earlier on, they've already established that the mother, Sarah Paulson, was not as nice as you would seem. They did that pretty early. So, so like, I'm happy because that was like the tone I was getting from the trailer is like, can we even trust Sarah Paulson and as a mother? Can we trust her as a mother? And so like, I knew that we were going down the direction. I just didn't know how far we were going to go with it. So I'm happy that they kind of like, they kind of they told the audience is like, yeah, no, this woman, she crazy. Like mm. and so like after that, I was like, OK, we, we got over this hurdle already. That kind of was not spoiled for me, but like my expectation of she is not who she says she is was kind of revealed earlier on. So like that means if you decided to reveal this early, get that question out of the way. That means what else do you have in store? Because that, mm. that's what I'm here for. So at that point, but then also to know how we were going to get there. And so to me, I was, yeah. And I, and I loved how the movie started. Like, it was giving you definitions of all her diseases and disorders.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: And it was just like, there's this, and then this, and then this, and then this. And then uh, immediately afterward, she wakes up, and then you see that routine basically dealing with each one of those, you know, diseases or disorders, whichever one she wanted to do. And so. Uh, So did a really good job like setting the scene. And then all of a sudden, you know, she just begins to questions. Things don't really seem as normal as they are. Like she, like the first example was the pills. And what I loved about this was that she was resourceful for what she had. And I think that was one of the better things about this movie is like she looked at her surroundings and you you already knew she was smart and she was already trying to go to what it sounds like this, like was like a technical college of sorts like because she was like really into like you know building things and it felt like she wanted to it was like a, some sort of like maybe mechanical university like or engineer like, like
1: engineer but it was yeah. wa- it, it seemed like it was a no it was a university was, university? It, was, yeah. a, it, was,
0: was it a university yeah
1: it was it was wasn't it Washington University
0: yeah 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 maybe oh, maybe she lists, it was, yeah.
1: it had like <laughs> it, yeah that but that was a theme in the movie because that was like one of the last things she see at that very at the end scene when they're trying to escape like that's what she sees she yeah. sees the washington university sign go boundless before she um before her mom gets shot down right. and falls
0: downstairs. there <laughs> and so like i like how we got uh, obviously you see that she's very resourceful you know she, she has a high interest in engineering and she's building her own things and so with that you see the uh, ingenuity that she can accomplish and like using her skills and her resources to like get the information that she needs. And like, honestly, that came into full, full, like full suspense mode when she was making that four one one call. And like, you can tell, like a a phone call was so stressful. I've never seen a call that stressful before. Like, I mean, maybe some other horror movies might do it, but like, you're on the edge of your seat. Just like, come on, man. Like, (laughs) and like, they did a good, they
1: did a good job of setting that tension of really, really setting that tension for that. For that phone call and, like, her going back and forth and watching her mom go in the garden. And then there was that little bit where she was – when she wasn't in the garden and she didn't know exactly where she was. Right. Because you, cause you already see hints of that, like, when she was sneaking around trying to get the pill bottle. Right. And then her mom runs up to the front door and you they make it a point to show you that the door – to the car is still open and some of the dust settling behind the car like really right. making it a point to show you that she ran outside the car to run up to the door to right and try to, to catch
0: her. to get the mail because she didn't want her to see the mail that's right right and because she was like she wanted to beat her to the mailman because she's waiting to see if she got that acceptance letter from the university honestly i thought she never sent it i thought that was never sent I like I I I was expecting that there was no mail coming her way because she never sent you know any application over. So obviously mm. I was wrong later in the movie, but um I yeah so I I think that was a really good like tension building four one call because I mean even as like normally you're frustrated with automatic phones like now would you like to hear like uh. Please, that was, it's like, uh, like press one, press two. All right. Now, if you want to speak to representative, press like, you can, t- you can see her frustration and we've all been there. So that yeah. the frustration plus the tension and the weight of the, of the scene all worked very well in there. Very and, well. That was a, that
1: was a well done scene. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And then even so, like she was like, and you catch her, she's like, Oh, well, if, if you complete this 401 call, we're going to charge $2 to your account. And she booked it. Like, nope. That's evidence. Yeah. That's like – like she's going to see that I made a call. And then she ended up calling a stranger to get the information that she wants. And then talk about editing there because like the point where she's like, what color is the pill? She's looking at a green pill. And then before the guy told her what color it was, it shows you a, a bread, right – bread? Uh, wow, hold on. A, a bright
1: red tomato.
0: Right, a bright red tomato. And you knew like, oh, shit. That, That's true. That's true. I
1: immediately – like, As soon as they did that, I put the connection. Go, oh, that's not the pill. Yeah, like, if the red that's a red pill. So they're giving her
0: something else, <laughs> exactly. And then again, going back to what followed afterward, and they kind of teased it earlier. The uh, Sarah Paulson was like, Hey, when was the last time we saw a movie? It's like, ah, whatever, movies suck. I'm not I'm not doing that. And then after she's like, I need to know what these green pills are, and the internet's out, so I can't look it up there. And then so she's like, Um, you know what, let's go see that movie. Knowing that there's yeah. a pharmacy nearby and she can get the information that she needs. And then talk about again, like, I feel like these, the, the movie had a, did a really good job of like giving you twists and turns throughout. And she was like, the pill is for dogs. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. like, oh, oh shit. And it's like, if we're here to numb your legs. You're like, oh, not what, just numbness, not, not specifically yeah. your legs, but yeah. And you're like,
1: what? Well that's one of the side effects that the pills has on humans is that it numbs your legs. Right. But I like how I like how it was funny she was when she was trying to cut in front of the line and she just cut in front of everybody. She goes, I'm disabled, feel bad for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she
0: right me. She's like, Hey, excuse me, can I just cut you? And then he's like, No, what are you doing? You got oh. Yeah, no, it's okay, go ahead. And then she's like, Okay, okay, thank you, thank you, move about everybody. Yeah,
1: excuse me, can we cut in front of you? I Feel bad for me, I'm disabled. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um
0: but, like, there was always a sense of urgency throughout the whole movie, which I loved. Because for me, I'm, like, on the edge of my seat. Like, come on, get the information. I want to know, too. Uh And then, obviously, right after that, you get the, you know, she gets, you know, I guess, drugged again. And then you realize that, like, Sarah Paulson trapped her ass in the bedroom.
1: Yeah. And then what crazy lengths she went to to climb out to only have to climb back in to get to go and get her inhaler.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that I, I that, think- That was a crazy scene. <laughs> I think that was one of the best scenes in that whole movie. I mean, there was a lot of great scenes, but that one, because I didn't really know what she was doing. I knew that she was trying to get to the other room because Sarah Paulson, obviously she locked her in the room. She couldn't get out. So she was like, she was like picking up a blanket, got to grab an extension cord. And and then I, and then all of a sudden she's like she put water in her mouth. And then I was like, what? I, I even wrote in my notes. she's like, what is the water for? Like, is there like some type of thing that I don't know about this? One of these diso- uh, diseases or disorders that because she's out on a certain altitude as she's crawling through the roof that she needs water. I was going up these whole different like things in my head. Of, <laughs> why did she put water in her mouth and holding it there? And then it was like everything came together because like obviously she's like dragging herself. Along the roof of the house just to get to that her mother's in her hand, you know, a little thing, in her hand and water in her mouth. And then she plugged it in the thing, heat up, put it against the glass and then spit the water because of the heat and the, and the, and the liquid breaks it. And then she used the blanket to cover it from, uh, you know, cover the glass so it's not on her body. So I thought that scene was crazy and also like really smart like to go through that length just to get to the other room and also just showcasing, like, it's kind of like when you have like, maybe like a low budget, you can see how much you can actually do to engage the audience with just what, you know, surrounding the house.
1: The writing, I think uh, just a combination between the writing and the cinematography, like it just all came together really well. Right. and, and And actually the music too, really, I guess everything, like it was just, Like all around, like it was just, there was a lot of great things about this film. The acting was on point. The cinematography was great. The music and the tension buildup was great. Like this just, this movie had a lot of things going for it. I really enjoyed the twist at like towards the middle, like the fact that she wasn't the actual kid. Like, like that. Did you see that coming? I didn't see that coming.
0: I, again, because I've, because I saw searching, I had, And because I knew the direction of somewhat where this movie was going, like I knew that like Sarah Paulson wasn't as, you know, motherly as, Mm -hmm. you know, like the the trailer presented some type of like suspense with it. So with all that and then where the movie was going, I kind of like I kind of like put theories in my head. I'm like, well, oh, maybe, um, you know, I feel like maybe she's even doing something worse. Maybe she's not even really disabled. Maybe she's not even her mother. Like I was just thinking that out loud, like in my head. And sure enough, again, she wasn't really disabled and she wasn't really her mother. Yeah. Like that was like a a gut punch, but but, uh, right back to back. The only thing that
1: kind of bothered me about the movie was the whole evidence of showing the death certificate. Mm. So you have the death certificate for your daughter, but then your daughter is also named the same person. So they don't yeah. have state records anywhere in that in that place. That when you go, you went to register her for school, and they went to go check who she was. They didn't see a death certificate on file. Like there right. was a death certificate for the child. Like I don't right. remember off the top of my head if the name was the same, but I'm or but I'm almost positive.
0: Like I think at least the first name was the same. Maybe not the last name. I I do agree. I think the one. I'm not sure if all of it was the same, but I think there might have been a small difference there. I'm not I, sure. I feel like you could have achieved that same thing without showing the death
1: certificate. I feel like the death certificate is like too much of it. It's too dead on. Like you could have just showed, you could have left it ominous and showed the clipping. Well, I guess, well, I guess you kind of needed to see, I guess if you really wanted to do the big reveal, I guess you kind of
0: need to see the death certificate or or at least show the baby dying or, or something. We kind of got both in that, in that, you know, within that, all of that. Yeah, it's just, there's just something
1: about that that just felt off to me. I just felt like, well, that's a little bit too official. Like, that's like showing us that, that makes, that makes me ask questions like, oh, that's so like, like, you know, is it somebody going to look up to see that your daughter died and then you have another daughter with the same name?
0: Right. Yeah. I, I can definitely see that. Um, but maybe like,
1: she, oh, would... and there was a, and there was a baby recorded his missing that day. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, granted, not... they
1: don't, they don't put two and two together, but, They know that her baby died, so she shouldn't have left the hospital with a baby. And I'm assuming she left just as abruptly as she did the second time having prior
0: experience to running out of the hospital with a baby. But I I think she was also living a secluded life. I, 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 I think she ran away because you can tell the house was in somewhat of the woods. She was also living in a small town. Only a small group of people knew who she was. And I don't think she went to school. I think she was homeschooled.
1: I I was just about to say, I think maybe it makes sense because now I remember her saying something about homeschooling her, but then she, her her mom was also a teacher, right? She is, she is a teacher. So like she would go out, she would go out to schools and teach like here and there. So then, okay, that makes, that makes more sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That
1: that does, that does make a little bit more, that makes a little bit more sense then. I guess if, if you're going to totally cut her off, but when she went to apply to college, right. Well, the college is going to look at her records, unless they're just not going to look that closely.
0: Right. And, and also I find, you know, the more twisted part of the story is that not the fact that she wasn't her mother, but the fact that she wasn't disabled. She like, you saw old photos of her running around and having a good time as a kid. And it it looks like based on what I'm gathering as the, her child, or I guess the child um, grew older, her independence started growing. So because of that, Sarah Paulson made sure that she always needed her mother around. So she purposely injected her with, you know, and poisoned her to, you know, to have a disorder and to to have these diseases to keep her that way, to make her like dependent of her mother 100 percent. But her downfall, Sarah Paulson's downfall was that she was too smart. She was too smart for her.
1: Yeah, she uh she out thunk her pretty much. She just <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much like she knows she got to an age and she started asking questions. But this is what happens. She's just she raised her. So she raised her to be her. Like right. she there, like I really like the way they wrote their characters because they're very sim like they're so similar in a lot yeah, of different are. ways. I look at the very end, she wanted to get revenge on her. So what does she <laughs> do? She go that and I thought that was beautiful. Like she went to the like we already were getting the the, you know, like the resolution, you know, she's going to visit her in the prison. I like that, you know, they show that she's regaining some strength, but she's going to be living with some form of disability with her life, throughout her life, like showing that she's going to be forever affected by this. And, you know, you get the hint about her working and building robotic legs or something for other people. And then she just slips out the the same little green pills. And she just open up mom. Like she's just giving her, giving (laughs) her, I love that she gave her a taste of her own medicine.
0: Yeah. I, it was such a dark ending and that's what I loved about it. It's like, there was a lot of parts in this, in this film that honestly made me feel a little underwhelmed because in my head, I already came up with like a solution and then it worked. And I, for me, like, I love it when they like us was a very similar way for me. Like Mm. when I was first watching us, like, because you saw get out you know, there is a twist. And yeah. then like when well, you're watching it, you know, through and through and then you're like, oh OK, you know, here's this and this happened and the movie's ending. And you're like, oh OK, you know, I love the twist and get out. And this one's fine, too. But I expect a little bit more from you, uh, Jordan Peele. And then it gives you the last five minutes of that movie or the last not even the last what, two minutes, a second, last couple seconds of the film of us. And you're like, damn. There you go, Jordan Peele. I felt the exact same way with this movie. I was like, oh, damn. All right. This is why I love you as a director. This is why. This story, that's what got me. That Honestly, uh, that well, last well, – Well, who knows? Maybe for um, when Searching 2 comes out,
1: we do a creator spotlight double feature on Searching 1 and then do one on Searching 2.
0: And then- I don't know. I, don't know. I, I feel like you got to make that a priority viewing. You, like, you got to watch that next week or something because – <laughs> No, well, movie. I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna mm-hmm. watch it, but I'm just saying, just you know, you know how we spitball on here yeah. sometimes. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was saying like I don't mind doing creative spotlight, but I mean, you gotta watch that movie like tomorrow. Saying, <laughs> you gotta watch. It. You gotta watch that um, movie. Uh, yeah.
1: But I, I did like, so I watched a I watched this. I guess it's like a Hulu some kind some interview on YouTube with uh with a director and the writer. And one of the questions the, the guy asked him, he says. You know, I feel like it's very similar to searching like he and then the director stated something like the movies are taught like they're they may be in this like almost like a shared universe type deal kind of thing. He's saying like they're speaking different languages, but they're also talking to each other. Like, I guess there's a lot of similarities between this film and searching like you can pull a lot of parallels
0: between them. I mean, yes. And yes, you know, thinking about it. Yes, you can. Um and how certain ways goes, but searching, I I would cons- I would say that's a completely different film. Like, no, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, but there
1: are certain tones that speak to each other throughout the film.
0: Yes, certain- I do agree with that.
1: That that was a I mean, this is from him, the guy who wrote right. the shit. This is what he did. <laughs> the is the guy who wrote a thing or two. <laughs> so I don't know. I was curious. So I'm I'm definitely I mean this movie was fan fucking tastic. It was so yeah. like I hadn't seen like it's been a while since i've seen a good thriller like that
0: yeah it i so have to really, really think about thriller. it and especially like when you know like even like you get like those small like victories for for chloe as as you know her character yes. like when again even and i also they they give you a victory and then they quickly take it away and you're like yes I'm like oh no <sighs> yeah and, and that that's the best part about it because like again like as i was talking about earlier she found a way to get herself out of the room and very cleverly got him to the other side. And then as soon as she get down, she's like, Oh, I finally did it. And then she started getting an asthma attack. And then now the movie that's like, she's struggling to get to her other room so she can get her inhaler. And you're like, Oh fuck man, this is, this is getting intense. And then they give you another like problem to solve. Okay. Now she, she's all good now. Now she's, now she got herself in the wheelchair. Let's get down the stairs. And then she's like, Oh, Fuck you, Sarah Paulson! You you ripped out the table like, I gotta fall down the stairs now. Yeah. <laughs> and she literally just like I gotta do what I gotta do. Pushes down the wheelchair and then just flops her body down to get her. Yeah. You
1: know, <laughs> she just rolls herself down. She's like, Roll- listen.
0: But you know that's a that's a survivor
1: spirit. Oh that's yeah, like,
0: absolutely.
1: Like she's. I mean, look, even the fact she's like, oh, you gonna. Lock me in my room. Oh, I'm gonna find me. I'm gonna yeah. get, I'm gonna find a way out. <laughs> I'm gonna get even out. Even if I gotta throw my body off the second story, I'm a. Uh, I'm leaving.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then like even the the scene with the mailman eventually, like was that was pretty intense too. And then Sarah Paulson's like, you dead mailman. Like you, you you seen too much.
1: I know, right? And he and you know what? He was such a good person. And he was a good they, person. They set him up like if it was just like a cheesy thriller movie, that could have just been the ending of the movie right there. Goes to the mailman. Mailman takes out Sarah Paulson, and then it ends with the the daughters with the the blanket over her, and the cops yeah. talking
0: to her. Yeah. And end scene.
1: No, that's not what happens.
0: <laughs> no. But also, like I like I I like how the film like she was the hero of her own jo- journey. Chloe was yes. like she This was this was her story. There, like the survivor instinct. She didn't have anybody else for the most part help her get through this. She did this. Like there were some cases where, you know, it went into her benefit finally, but for the most part, she did this on her own.
1: Yeah. And that, and that going back to that interview, that's something that the writer, the the writer and the director that they really harped on was that giving her that empowerment is mm-hmm. that not always, not always having to be the damsel in distress that right. understanding you, you can be the, that you should be the hero of your own story, which I thought was really, it was really important. And you know what, that played well on screen. And yeah. You no, know, it just goes to show you like you really don't need an immediate big name that there are a lot of hidden stars out there that are just waiting for their opportunity. And this yeah. is a prime example of that because she was phen- like I'm like whatever she does next, whatever she does next, I'm on
0: board. Yeah, whatever
1: projects get thrown her
0: way. Absolutely. And then especially like when we get to the end of the movie, like there's a lot of like honestly, she did like a really good job of like really perfecting the horror and especially when she drank. What 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 did she drink? She uh, like when she trapped herself in the closet and then almost tried to kill herself. Oh uh, yeah. I don't remember. Was, I
1: don't remember the name. Something,
0: right, that, it was whatever
1: that chemical was, I thought right. she, I was like, damn, she's kill she herself.
0: Died. That's right. That's what I thought too. I'm like, Oh wow. This is how the movie's going to end. Like they just have her kill herself because she doesn't want to deal with this, you know, craziness anymore. Um, but yeah, and then we get to the hospital and then like the cops end up shooting her and she falls down the stairs. I thought Sarah Paulson was dead too at
1: That's that right. moment
0: as well. Um, or eventually, you know, I thought she was also going to be like maybe disabled herself, like unable to do it. And I loved how at the end, like, you know, it said seven years later, like in like you were saying, you saw that she was permanently affected, but also, you know, learning, slowly growing with everything that happened to her. But she she has a good job. She has a family. They made sure to show you that wet the wedding ring. She, you know, she has children and a husband and everything like that. And. Honestly, there was at the point of that movie, I was like, why is she visiting Sarah Paulson? Also a very scary looking pair, Sarah Paulson, like they cut to her and like, oh, damn.
1: (laughs) But she's but she's getting a dose of her own medicine. Yeah. So what I my speculation and then that's a to me, that's a perfect scene that credits the cinematography because in that quick. 15 20 seconds they gave you a lot of information and didn't even say a single word
0: right exactly
1: they show you getting her up from the chair just showing you the ring like oh look at her even even the makeup because you even notice her her face her face is fuller she looks like she looks more full of life
0: right exactly like they
1: did a good of like really dressing her up to show that like showing her walk and like and then credit to the writer like immediate laughter like They don't need to show you a lot more, but they can give you more. They give you a little explanation. And then that adds another layer to what's going on in her life. Like you literally got a whole you got a whole picture of her life
0: in that whole 15, 20 seconds. Right. And then also, again, compliments to the writing, whereas it looks like that maybe at some point you feel like in that scene where she's, like, telling Sarah Paulson, like, you know, the kids are doing good, and, like, she was updating her with her life, basically, like, that's kind of weird that she's, like, giving her, like, kind of mini updates, or, like, I'll see you next week or next month, I'm not sure exactly if it was weekly or monthly visits, but, like, oh, that's really strange that, like, she's, you know, somehow she's still, um, you know, visiting her and I'm like maybe she's turned a new leaf not not well, not for her character but maybe like there was some sort of like a uh, you know uh justification um that like she was she overcame and like okay I'm overcome this now basically at one moment I felt like aren't you giving Sarah Polson what she wants is like giving her updates and then that's when the movie gets you and she like pulls the pill out of her out of her mouth like where she was hiding it and she's like all right open up You're going to be paralyzed because, and that's what they think you are. You, they think you're paralyzed. And then just also just showcases how smart again, like she didn't forget any of this. She is a smart individual and she's now in control of the situation and she is left there for the, for the rest of her life. Like basically the, the roles are reversed and I was like, damn, that is a dark ending and I'm, I love it.
1: I loved it, man. It was great. What a great, it was a great ending to the movie.
0: Oh yeah, I think uh I think this movie wasn't like slow or um uh or or, like this movie was not you know, it wasn't slow to the ending or anything like that. There are some movies that were just okay until it hits you with that ending. And you're like, damn, the ending saved the movie. But in this case, it was like the movie was through and through engaging, thrilling, suspenseful, edge of your seat, and then the icing on the cake, or the cherry on top. Was that was that final scene? And yeah. you're like, yes, that was great. Yes, agreed. One hundred percent. Would you? And I think you kind of mentioned the thrillers. Was this one of maybe the better movies you've seen, or thrillers, or maybe of this year? Yes, agree. One hundred percent. Um, one that that is comparable, and I I would almost have
1: to rewatch it just to compare them. The both would be Invisible Man. Okay. Because it, it was released in theaters, but then, you know, it was like, it came out and then COVID happened like immediately after. It was like one of the last movies I remember like really seeing in the theaters before COVID. So I kind of feel like it didn't get its justice, but damn, that was a good movie. That Mm -hmm. was another, that was another great thriller, thriller for this, um, for this year.
0: For this year. Yeah. Um, if you haven't noticed already, definitely recommend this film brand new on Hulu. Uh, almost wished I saw in the theaters. You you know a little bit unfortunate there.
1: Yes, I it, it do. I do feel like this would have this would have fared well as a theatrical release, just because of the suspense and like just the suspense of it all. Like this is a movie that, and this we enjoyed this at home.
0: Yeah, like, it, like, like I watched this by myself, and I was like, holy yeah. shit. So I think in the
1: theater, I think it would have blew up. I think it really would have blew up in the theaters.
0: I, I think that. You know, and we talked about the movie theater experience. I think this movie would have been enhanced watching it with other people because then, like, I think you would have, like, it would have echoed around the theater. You're like, oh, or like, oh, shit. Or like, you know, like, you hear, like, the, like, people realizing what's happening with you at the same time. And you have that audible, like, silent realization. You're like, oh, damn. And, like, everyone else in the theater is also feeling the same way. And, like, I feel like there are even some moments where people could have started clapping, like, at certain moments in this movie as well. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, you – it's one of those movies that you can feed off the energy of the room. Yes, Like, everybody – like, you can completely – you can engross yourself in this film. And even at home. Like, I feel like if I were to put this on at home for, like, the – not, like, the family. Like, the little – I'm saying, like, you know, like, the adults. For the adults. For, like, a group of adults to get together and watch. That they could all enjoy this movie. Like, I, like, I really, there's not a lot of, I didn't see really anything wrong with this movie. It was no. great. I really enjoyed it throughout, start to finish.
0: Yeah. I feel like, again, we spoiled the hell out of this movie, but, but they, know they, yeah, know, it, they, know they know that. They know that at this point. <laughs> at this point. But this is a movie where you don't, don't go in there completely blind. And although I, I enjoy, although I enjoy going into movies blind. But obviously,
1: if you've been listening to me up to this point, I've just foiled the whole movie for you. But I do think that there is some value to going into the movie, especially this movie Blind. Like you would you gain something out of it because I got more of a twist than you did because I didn't I didn't watch the trailer like, yeah, that that turn like for me, that was a turn for me when you see the pill when you see the pill bottle and she starts questioning her motives. Mm -hmm. Like I was starting to question motives. I was like, that's when I started to question her but it wasn't until but up until that point i thought that she was a good i was like oh she's just a good mother they're gonna go through some shit maybe they get introduced to like another crazy guy like i didn't know that it was about her and i see but i wouldn't have gotten that had i watched a trailer or even read anything about this movie prior to going in
0: and and i feel like because i knew just a little bit of it i already got half the movie with expectations yeah so there are at least a, the first third of the movie with a certain expectation of like, she is going to turn in a different direction anyway. Um, but it didn't take it, but it, but it no, no, it, no, absolutely not. Like it took anything away from the film from you. No, no, it didn't because I still loved it. Uh, like I was already, again, I was on a high of his last movie. So like, I was really engaged on what this one has to offer. So all in all, a fantastic movie. Um, And I think if you're a big fan of thrillers and suspense, this is definitely one to look to go after.
1: Yep. hundred percent
0: agree. Um, and that's it. That is our spoiler review of, uh, of run that's available on Hulu. Like I said, definitely recommend watching it. And that is all the show that we have for you guys this week. Yes. Thank you guys
1: for coming, listening as always. If you want to hit us up, hit us up on the email. BoxofficeBingers at gbelt.com. But, uh, Matt, I think there's some other place they can come and check us out at.
0: Absolutely. There is. You can always go to our Instagram page at boxoffice underscore bingers. When, when, you know, when you, when you type that in boxoffice underscore bingers in the search bar in the Instagram page, and then like you you see our, our cartoon faces up there and you click on it and then boom, you've been transported into, <laughs> into the world of movies. It's all there. <laughs> It's all right there. At least from our
1: perspective. From our perspective, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not everything. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot (laughs) there. Just most of the shit that we care about. (laughs) Yes, exactly, for the most part.
0: Yeah. Uh, Every Monday, you can see Movie Showdown Mondays. We put an actor up against their own films, and uh, we put them head-to-head. Every Wednesday, we recognize the music behind the movie. Every Friday we give you new to stream fridays we also have new to streaming once a month we'll give you our fresh takes our, our 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 opinions on new releases as well as current tv shows also if you haven't noticed if you're just brand new to the page and like oh i missed out on all of this stuff don't worry about it we have saved instagram stories right there for you so you didn't miss a thing you can come here you know late to the game i just decided to follow you guys on instagram you won't miss you will see most of all the good stuff we posted since we started the Instagram page. We have saved save stories, all the news, all the breaking news that happens. We have a save story for that. All of our movie showdowns got a save story for that. All of our music choices got a save story for that too. It's all there <laughs> on our Love Instagram it. page at boxoffice underscore benjamin to the gram. Sauces, to the gram. To the gram. Our, <laughs> if you haven't done that already by listening to us, I don't know why. What's stopping you? Just like, you know, you know, we're almost done here. Finish listening to us, then go on your phone, go to Instagram, box up some square bingers, click it. You won't be disappointed. It's all there. Um, also don't forget to subscribe wherever. Yes. i have just podcast. Exactly. And rate us. And rate, and rate us if you like. Good we, or,
1: good or bad. We're, you know, we're open to constru- constructive criticism. I know yeah. that I'm, I know that I do dumb shit sometimes, <laughs> but you know what? You can tell me that and I'll be right. okay
0: with. <laughs> Look, we review movies all the time. We don't mind being reviewed either. So yeah, exactly. yeah, let us know. Give us get, hit us at five stars. And if and if we don't we don't deserve five stars, then you know, just let us know in the email. Maybe not just like We'll <laughs> <laughs> hit the email first, then we can talk it out to get us up to the five star, and then right, you can then, then you get the five stars. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 In that order, please.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in that order.
0: In that order. Uh, yes. Thank you again for listening to us talk about movies and kind of just babble whatever comes to our mind. Really do appreciate it. I hope everyone have a safe and happy Thanksgiving holiday. I know, uh, you know, it's time to be with family, but it's a difficult time to be with family, but do the best, do what you need to do the safest way possible. Um, so enjoy the holiday. We'll be back next week. And Ernesto, we have a full December lined up. We were talking about this earlier, and our our December is booked. We oh, got <laughs> so, Yeah, we got a little bit of January too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're we're stacking up here. We're uh, next week. You can expect, uh, you know, we we're bringing another guest, a brand new guest over to our show. Jason Guy is coming on to us, and we're gonna talk about movies, and uh, we're gonna be reviewing Bill and Ted Face the Music. So if you haven't done that already, if you haven't seen it, go ahead and watch it, and then come listen to us. And yeah. so we have some things to say. Ernesto, if I remember correctly, this was one of your highly anticipated movies of 2020 back when we did that list almost a year ago.
1: Yeah. Before before COVID, <laughs> it was before we talked about seeing it. Uh, yeah, I'm re I'm really looking forward to seeing it, and I, I think I'm also gonna rewatch the first two because. Okay. Just to, just so I can get the full story picture before I watch the, I watch the final one. And right. the second one is probably one of my – to, I told you this earlier today. It's one of my top movies of all time. I, lo- I, I just remember loving it as a kid.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: so campy and funny. Like, uh, I'm really looking forward to to next week's show.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I haven't seen those movies in a while, so I might do the same. But I'm interested to see where, where is Bill and Ted after all these years? What have they been doing after all yeah. these years? We'll find well, out. John Reeves
1: has been fucking saving the world. I know, right?
0: <laughs> that's what he's been doing. <laughs> John Wick and Neo. <laughs> well, we're going to find out what Bill and Ted is doing. And then we're also going to sit down with Jason. And he has a podcast that so we're going to review him on and uh, get a little, learn about him as well. So you don't want to miss next week's episode. It's going to be a blast. Uh, but again, thank you again for listening. I've been your host, Matt Diaz. I've been your host, Ernesto Santos. See ya.